Have you ever felt forgotten? Um, you know, I think sometimes in life we can feel that way. We, you know, it feels like God's forgotten us. Maybe it feels like others have forgotten us. Uh, and we feel alone in the, in the struggle that we're going through. Uh, I think Jonah probably wanted to be forgotten <laughs> as he went in the ship. Uh, but uh, this scripture that we're going to talk about tonight uh, deals with Joseph's situation as he's, he's been in the house of Potiphar, he's been falsely accused, he's been put into prison, and now he's ministering in the prison, and he gets forgotten by the very person that he helps and interprets the dream. Uh, and, you know, um, when you do things uh, for the Lord, uh, God rewards you, but sometimes people forget, Right? Uh, well, Joseph experienced that, but not only was he forgotten, but he was dealing with being in this prison. It, it's now over 10 years. He's either been a slave or he's been in prison uh, in this season of his life. And so it had to be difficult. It had to be a struggle. Um, and we need to remember that God remembers us and that others remember us, even in times where we feel forgotten. And the title of my message tonight is Remembering God's Work. God's work, that is, through our lives. And so look with me at verse 1 of Genesis 40. After this, the king of Egypt's cupbearer and baker offended their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officers, the chief cupbearer, the chief baker, and put them in custody at the house of the captain of the guards in the prison where Joseph was confined. The captain of the guards assigned Joseph to them as their personal attendant, and they were in custody for some time. The king of Egypt's cupbearer and baker, who were confined in the prison, each had a dream. Both had a dream on the same night, and each dream had its own meaning. When Joseph came to them in the morning, he saw that they looked distraught. So he asked Pharaoh's officers, who were in custody with him in his master's house, Why do you look so sad today? We had dreams, they said to him, but there's no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, don't interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. So the chief cupbearer told his dream to Joseph. In my dream, there was a vine in front of me. On the vine were three branches. As soon as it budded, its blossoms came out and its clusters ripened into the grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand and I took the grapes, squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup and placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. This is its interpretation, Joseph said to him. The three branches are three days. In just three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head and restore you to your position. You will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand the way you used to when you were his cupbearer. But when all goes well for you, remember that I was with you. Please show kindness to me by mentioning me to Pharaoh and get me out of this prison. For I was kidnapped from the land of the Hebrews, and even here, I have done nothing that they should put me in the dungeon." When the chief baker saw that the interpretation was positive, he said to Joseph, I also had a dream. Three baskets of white bread were on my head. In the top basket were all sorts of baked goods for Pharaoh, but the birds were eating them out of the basket on my head. This is its interpretation, Joseph replied. The three baskets are three days. In just three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head from off you and hang you on a tree. Then the birds will eat the flesh from your body. On the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, he gave a feast for all his servants, 
he elevated the chief cupbearer and the chief baker among his servants. Pharaoh restored the chief cupbearer to his position as cupbearer, and he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. But Pharaoh hanged the chief baker just as Joseph had explained to them, yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph. He forgot him. So remembering God's work, uh, who remembers God's work in our lives? Well, first of all, God remembers. Praise God that he remembers. Uh, in verse 3, it says that, that these men were put in the custody of the house of the captain of the guards in the prison where Joseph was confined. Now, uh, this reveals that God remembers where Joseph is, and we know the rest of the story Joseph did, but God has a plan for Joseph. He has not forgotten what he has told Joseph in the dreams that he's given him as a, as a teenager. Uh, he's not forgotten the faithfulness of Joseph to follow him in the situations that he's been a part of. God remembers what he's done. God remembers his hard work. God remembers his faithfulness. And God is going to bless him. Um, Sometimes in the very times where we feel like God has abandoned, him, abandoned us, he's doing his greatest work. Um, Paul, we, We've been talking about Paul being in prison as he wrote the prison epistles. Philippians is one of those. Uh, and what an incredible work of God that God did in his life when he was in prison. I mean, of all the times of life, I would think it would be unproductive it would be the time spent in prison and yet God uses Paul during this very season of his life to do something that is still blessing us today what an amazing thought so God remembers where we are he remembers what we have done uh, weeping may endure for the night but joy comes in the morning uh, I'm so grateful that God remembers us. He remembers us. He doesn't, you know, sometimes people will forget us if, if they are not that interested in us or, or perhaps uh, out of sight, out of mind. People will forget us. Uh, sometimes if things go wrong in your life, people will forget you, won't they? You find out who your real friends are. When you're going through trial, when you're going through hardship. But I'm going to tell you something. God will never forget you. He'll always be there for you. Even in the seasons and the darkest times of life, he is a faithful rock for his people. And uh, God is still with Joseph. As we read before, the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. And he still remembers what Joseph has done. So if you're feeling forgotten, uh, who remembers? Well, God remembers. Secondly, opponents remember. I love this. Um, verse 4, the captain of the guards assigned Joseph to them. Wait a second. I thought the captain of the guards was, the, was Potiphar who put Joseph there in the first place. He is. This is a really intriguing verse. Does the captain of the guard really not believe his wife? Possibly not. Um, at any rate, he remembers Joseph's faithfulness and how Joseph served him and the good job that Joseph did. So when two of Pharaoh's officials come along that, that could potentially 
cause him trouble in the future. Who does he put in charge of him? He puts Joseph in charge of him. He remembers Joseph's faithfulness. Um, I like uh, what the scripture says about Daniel. The, the men that were jealous of Daniel, they're trying to find fault with him. They can't find fault with him. He, he lives a godly, righteous life. And boy, we're not going to be able to find anything unless we find something concerning his God. And so they, they come up with this scheme to get uh, Daniel in trouble because he faithfully prays to God every day. The only thing they could do, even his enemies had to acknowledge that he was a righteous man. There was nothing they could find, no fault they could find. How refreshing is that? Uh, would that we had some people in Washington like that, right? Uh, uh, that would be great. But uh, listen, even opponents can remember the good things that God's people have done. Um, I think sometimes God will use that to bring them to faith. Um, one, one scripture says that when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. There's something about the righteous life that catches the attention of even those who hate what we stand for as Christians. Um, I think of Daniel in, in Nebuchadnezzar's court. Um, I think of Paul in the prison as he talks to Agrippa and he talks to uh, the various kings and so forth and, and even goes to Caesar. Um, and here he's talking to people who, uh, some of them are pagans, so they don't believe God. They don't, they don't have any uh, scriptural basis and, and, and mindset of living. But, but they see his life and something about his righteousness and his character catches their attention and they're intrigued and they remember. And uh, uh, Fe Festus uh, uh, says to Agrippa, hey, you gotta, you got to see this guy. You've got to... I want you to, to hear him speak, and I'm going to bring him in and let you hear him, and let, let me hear what you think about him, because uh, I think he's been brought here unjustly. And, and so uh, they do. But there's this, there's this intrigue, and, and they remember uh, the remarkable character of God's people who are living for him. Um, I, I'll never forget um, this, this fellow that was interviewed. Some of you were involved in the Truth Project, I'm sure, uh, that we did a number of years back, and, and they go through, and there's this man that they interview. He's lost, and, you know, you can tell he's lived a rough life, and he's, he's had some struggles, and uh, towards the end, they, they interview him and say, to you, who is a true Christian? And you see his, the expression on his face just changes. And you can see he's, he's pulling up a memory from his childhood, and he says, Miss So-and-so, uh, I forget what her name was, Miss So-and-so, that is who I consider a true Christian. I, I remember when my family was going through a hard time, she brought us meals to our house. And she loved my family. And she was so kind to us. To me, that's a true Christian. All these decades have passed, and, and uh, he's away from God. But in one moment, the memory of a faithful servant of God is called to mind in his life and brings about an emotion in his heart. Listen, I... I I think that as you faithfully serve God, it's going to stand out. And you may not realize how much it stands out, but people will remember. So God remembering God's work, who remembers it? God remembers, opponents remember, you remember it. <laughs> uh, 
Look at verse 8. We had dreams, they said to him, but there's no one to interpret them. Then Joseph said to them, don't interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. You see, Joseph hasn't forgotten the God that he serves, the dreams that he's had, and what God has done in helping him understand what those dreams mean. Joseph still remembers what God has done in his life. And he's looking back to a time even in his teenage years. He may be gone from the land of Palestine. He may be gone in the land of Egypt and and in a prison in Egypt. But he still remembers the faithfulness of God and what God did through his life. You know, sometimes as, when we're going through times of struggling, as we remember the faithful things that God has done in our lives and, and how he's used it, and we thank him for those things, it can change our perspective. And uh, Joseph remembers these things, and he is, here he is in the prison being a witness for Jesus Christ. You know, I'm always amazed at how the saints of God uh, can impact others, and uh, I, I think of a couple of shut-ins, uh, Naomi Brummett, who uh, she had nurse after nurse after nurse that was with her and cared for her, and, uh, and she would talk to them about Jesus, and she'd share what, what Jesus was doing in her life, and, and they were blessed, and uh, one of them, she, she uh, asked me about Jesus Christ. She said, she said, I've noticed, she said, all my experience with church People have been sour and, and just kind of ugly and joyless. She said, you seem to have joy. Tell me about that. <laughs> and, and you see, Naomi's been talking to her. The preacher comes over, and she wants to ask me questions about Jesus Christ. Um, just recently, uh, one of Marilyn's nurses observed Marilyn praying for something to happen at the pharmacy. <laughs> they had some, I forget what the issue was. She prayed about the issue. And God answered the prayer. And her nurse gets all excited because God has answered this prayer. Listen, I want to tell you something. She's having an impact for Jesus Christ. She hasn't forgotten her God. She may be going through a rough time, but she hasn't forgotten her God. She hadn't forgot what he's done in the past. And she's still trusting God. And she's still praying. And she's still being a witness for Jesus Christ. I just love that. Uh, Listen, uh, remember the good things God has done. And keep trusting Jesus uh, in those times where you feel forgotten. So uh, remembering God's work, who remembers it? God remembers it. Opponents remember it. You remember it. And friends remember it. Now, if you look at verses 21 and 22, Pharaoh restored the chief cupbearer to his position, his cupbearer, and placed the cup in, he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. But Pharaoh hanged the chief baker, just as Joseph had explained to them. Yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph he forgot him. Now you say, well, I thought you said he remembered him. He forgot him. Well, the forgetting was temporary. Right? Now, we don't know, you know, sometimes you, you don't hear because you don't want to hear, right? I used to joke about my kids whenever I said, who, who wants to take out the trash? Nobody would ever answer, but I said, who wants to get pizza? And I get a bunch of voices really quickly uh, because it has a difference in motivation, right? Uh, but uh, here, perhaps there's a difference in motivation. Maybe at first he doesn't want to mention Joseph and he doesn't want to maybe endanger his position. Uh, maybe he thinks if he helps Joseph, it will bring a problem to him. Or perhaps God, I think this is more likely, perhaps God 
has caused him to forget. And he gets, he gets sucked up in the circumstances of his life, and Joseph, Joseph just becomes a, a faint memory, and God keeps him from remembering what he is to do until the time is right. And then he remembers. And Joseph is promoted and so forth and, and fulfills God's purpose. I think there's a timetable here, but ultimately he remembers. I mean, think about how remarkable that is. You and a companion are in, in jail. You have a dream. Uh, this guy interprets his dream. He said, in three days, you're going to be restored to your position. In three days, you're going to be hanged or impaled is another way you could take that. Um, and the birds are going to eat the flesh off your head. That's a pretty specific prophecy that God had in his dream. And Joseph interprets it. And it comes to pass exactly as Joseph said it would. I think that would be a vivid memory. That would be a strong memory. But he doesn't remember it until the time that God determines that he should remember it. Uh, you know, when God does something supernatural through our lives, people remember it. Um, you, you, there may be something God says through you. Maybe there's a verse you share with a Christian brother or sister. Maybe there's a song. Somebody from my family shared a song with me uh, last night, and uh, it was a blessing to me. Uh, or perhaps uh, somebody came to your house and ministered to you, and, and God just used them profoundly in your life. I remember one time I was discouraged. I called my sister. She's got the gift of mercy. People with the gift of mercy, they love to help people that are, that are in trouble, so... Uh, I was uh, I was talking to her, and she just blessed the, my socks off. I mean, she ministered to me, and uh, but I was ready to charge hell with a water pistol after we were done talking. <laughs> it was just great, um, and and so uh, God God will will use it. But I I remember that as a vivid memory in my life. I tell you another vivid memory I have. When I was newly saved in in our youth group. We had some of the sweetest fellowship talking about the things of God. And uh, it was just incredibly sweet. And uh, the, the closeness that was there and, and the blessing, the ministry that took place there, I don't know if I'll ever forget it. It was just so precious to me. Uh, I think that is a mark of God doing a special supernatural work through an individual, or perhaps through a group of believers at a certain period of time. Joseph is used supernaturally in the, in the lives of these people. Uh, this happens sometimes in witnessing, doesn't it? You Maybe you share a couple of sentences, or maybe just a few thoughts about Jesus and why you trusted Jesus, the difference that he's made in your life, and you, you go your way, you forget it, but God has stuck that seed in that heart. And that person's thinking about that, and the Holy Spirit's convicting them, and, and God's beginning to work and move them uh, towards trusting in Jesus Christ. And I remember there's this one guy in the military I was talking to, and he didn't know it. He, he was really rude to me uh, when I first talked to him about the Lord, and he didn't know it, but me and, and several others were praying for him weekly by name that God would save his soul. One point he was talking to me, he said, I just can't stop thinking about this stuff. Why? Because the Holy Spirit of God was doing a supernatural work in his heart. 
It wasn't me. It was the Spirit of the living God. Um, as God uses us, people remember what God has done. So uh, when you feel forgotten, uh, not so fast. Uh, know that God remembers, opponents remember, you remember, and friends remember it, and God has a plan. Here in the midst of, of this time where Joseph feels forgotten, God has not forgotten him. God has a plan for his life. You know what David tells us? Uh, Psalm 139, he says, Lord, you have written every day of my life in your book. Is that not amazing? You know what that tells me? Every day is important. Every day has a purpose. We may not know. You ever have one of those bad hair days? You say, boy, I wish I hadn't got up this morning. Even those days are important to the plan and purpose that God has for our lives. And we may not understand it, but God in his sovereignty and his wisdom knows his reasons for every single day. He's got them recorded in his book. Each day is precious to the Lord because it concerns somebody that he loves. I remember my mom, uh, when I was a kid, she would, she would do baby books. I think people don't do baby books like they used to do baby books. But, you know, she'd write, well, you know, Roger grew his toenail today, you know, or whatever the case may be. You know, and she'd, she'd record it and put the date there and everything. And it was precious. Listen, I didn't even care about some of that stuff. But she cared about it. Why? Because it was about somebody she loved. Well, God's got his own book on you. And every single day of your life is written in that book. And he sees, he watches us. He sees when we sit and we rise. He knows our thoughts uh, from afar. Uh, there's nowhere we can go that he's not with us. Yes, Joseph, even in the prison cell in Egypt, where they worship other gods, your God is still with you. He still cares. He still has a plan. And his purpose will be fulfilled. Um, I, don't, I don't know what all God did through Stephen's life. Uh, his life ended in martyrdom, but we know that Jesus was watching. Jesus had a plan. I love that the book of Revelation talks about the martyrs being up under the throne of God, blessed with a special blessing from God for the the suffering that they've experienced. Listen, God has a plan. You may not know the reasons for it. I don't. I may not know the reasons for it, but He does. And he always has perfect wisdom, and his plan is always perfect, and we can trust him. Remembering God's work, who remembers? God remembers, opponents remember, you remember, friends remember. Uh, trust God, hang in there, do the work of God, and trust him to fulfill his plan in your life. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for giving us encouragement, for knowing, Lord, that uh, you have a plan in our lives that you've not forgotten us and that as you use us, others will be impacted for you. And Lord, help us to be faithful in those times where perhaps we feel forgotten, perhaps we're struggling. Uh, help us to be faithful to serve you as you de desire us to do so. And Father, if there's somebody here tonight that doesn't know Jesus Christ, I pray that tonight would be the night they would put their trust in Jesus and uh, that they'd be changed and given eternal life. And we pray it in his name.